Hey girl, hey! This is your host, Cynthia Corpa, and you're listening to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast, where women get real and talk about all things women and wellness. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. We're on! We are here again, guys. Hey, 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 hey! Thanks for coming back. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you! We really appreciate it. We do. Thanks for listening. We do, though. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Welcome back to the Brunch with Soul podcast. We are super pumped to have another episode with you guys. And we're super pumped to talk about something that's not really that comfortable for yeah. everybody. Yeah. I told, I said, Cynthia, we're going to do a dun, dun, dun. How was that? Do I need to do another yeah, one? Yeah, no, I think do, 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 do it stronger. Do it stronger. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We are talking about boundaries, boundaries. Well, personal boundaries, yes. okay? We are talking about what they are, what that means, and how we have done it, used them, uh, put them in place in our lives, right? Or don't use them and don't put them in place. And yeah. What, and what happens because of that? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so let's start it off with defining what they are, right? Mm-hmm. So according to a source online, personal boundaries are guidelines. When I say a source online, I mean Wikipedia. Yeah. It was just hard to find. Anyways, Wikipedia says. People aren't defining it well enough online, but Wikipedia did a pretty good job. They said that personal boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that a person creates to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards them and how they will respond when someone passes those limits. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what does that mean to you, I guess, Raylan? What what does this mean? See, that's another thing where I, I see where it says when someone, wait, how they will respond when someone passes those limits. I'm kind of that person that doesn't respond Mm. when people pass my limits. Oh, okay. I'm that person. So So what do you mean? If you cross my line, I'm probably just going to walk away or ignore you, which I'm not saying is healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'd be better if I did express myself, but Cynthia and I were talking about before the podcast that I'm getting over my fears of confrontation. I'm not there yet. So I have internal boundaries that I don't voice (laughs) that if people cross them, they're like, oh, where'd Raylan go? I haven't heard from her in years. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people, honestly, so you basically are ghosting them. I hate that, but yes. Yes. Honestly, though, I think that is how a lot of people react. Like, unfortunately, because... I feel like we're in a society of people who generally most people don't want to have confrontation. They don't want to experience that. So how else are you supposed to deal with somebody who's crossing your boundaries without confrontation? You can't. Not really. You kind of have to, right? Yeah. So you're going to end up ghosting them, unfortunately. And And imagine how many relationships are probably being just like, kicked to the wind or you know because of that because we don't want to have the conversation we don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations and let somebody know hey fam you 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 crossed my boundary you you did something you know you stepped over the line a little bit and we probably could move past it but most of us don't want to have those conversations yes i'm not an advocate for it (laughs) 
I just, I just do it. Yes. Look. I'm pretty much the poster child. Yeah. I think a lot of us, we probably, a majority of us do that. Yeah. Sadly, unless you are just the boss bitch who just doesn't take anything. And yeah, I thought I was going to have some gems for this when really, I think I'm realizing I need to set my boundaries better mm, mm. <laughs> because I'm thinking in my head about certain family members, family, I might, I said family, <laughs> certain family members that I will say, I do not practice the same religion as my family did growing up and the religion I was, I grew up in and I've had to be more, um, I think, over time, I am becoming more vocal about, I'm not going to read this if you send it to me. You don't get to tell me that uh, I worship the devil. Different things like that. I've had to, with seven years of being more spiritual than religious, I've had to tell certain people in my family, that's cool that that Bible verse resonates with you. I'm so happy about that. But whenever they start saying that, like, I'm going to go to hell for this, or I am talking to demons or yoga's bad. I've started to be like, that's your perspective and I have mine. So I think I, I am with like as seven years has passed, I've finally gotten better with that, but it took a very long time because it's basically my whole family is that way and not me. So Oh yeah, that's tough. That's mm-hmm. really tough. I don't know if I have too much experience with setting boundaries with family members not too much. I don't know if I've had to practice them yet. Uh, if I'm, like you said, ghosting them, avoiding it or what, or I don't know if I've had to had any encounters like that. But I mean, probably with my mom, we've probably had to establish some boundaries. I think we probably have to work on that a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know if, that, if that's something. Yeah, because we try to avoid confrontation. We try to avoid arguments because you know, things can get heated and people's yeah. feelings can get hurt. So, but I definitely think uh, we all have to practice boundary setting with family and that might be the hardest group to set boundaries with I would argue yeah because it's interesting that you say your mom because I guess I was a little nervous to say my mom because hi mom right I I think you're probably listening yeah but actually that's that's cool that you say that because I had to explain to her she was sending me some videos lately you know with like politics and stuff things are being sent to me to watch and not even just with political stuff there's like some just videos that I don't like, Uh, like a lot of the sex trafficking things. I finally set a boundary, but like there's just certain things that people are saying right now that I'm like, no, thank you. You can look into whatever information. I'm not about to sit here and say whatever because I haven't looked into it. But for me, where I'm at, like my brain is in a whole different place. And those that kind of content pulls me out of where my brain is, where I think it's more productive. Am I making sense Mm -hmm. at all? Okay. And like, that's just not where I'm trying to put my time right now. And that's what I had expressed that to my mom and some of my other friends that send me stuff. I'm like, you know, if this is stuff you're watching, cool. But when you want to talk to me about it, I'm probably not going to, I don't have time for it right Mm -hmm. now. So yeah, some, some boundaries with that because it makes me feel, it makes me angry. Yeah. Certain things that I get sent and, and I just don't want to spend my time on that Mm -hmm. right now at this time. So I have been more vocal about that. And and I do explain to them. It's not that I 
think it's wrong. I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at the information, so I don't have an opinion on it. And I actually don't want an opinion at this moment. Is that bad? Yeah, no. <laughs> because I just have other things I'm doing. Like, there's only so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think, yeah, you definitely brought up a good point. It sounded as if you're trying to protect your peace in a sense, right? Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that definitely made me think I, so I have in a sense practiced setting boundaries with my family. I think a lot of it is mindset and it sounds like the same with you, just kind of like them trying to either project or just share their mindset, put it on you. Whereas you're not really trying to embrace that. And you're like, look, 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 look. I'm not trying to even consume any of that information or content or anything. So I feel like I've definitely practiced that where, you know, one of my family members may have said something or like been just trying to either, whether it was negativity or something like that, trying to put that on me. And I'm just like, nope, no, 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 no. I can't do that. And just saying it in the nicest way possible, obviously in the, as least confrontational as we can be, but yeah, you have to be firm. And I think that's another big thing about setting boundaries is you have to be firm and you have to be assertive and everybody's not comfortable with that, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you have to practice or else you'll find that, you know, they're, people will try to continue to cross those boundaries again until you make it clear. Yeah, and that's and that was the problem. It, it, it took me a while to be like, because <laughs> they get certain people, it's not just my mom, it's other people too. It's like, hey, did you watch this? I'm like, oh. Right. Like <laughs> these videos and like all these articles are just building up in my, and I just go to read and then I leave. Yeah. Like I don't read them. I'm just like, oh, cool. They sent me that. Never going to look at that. And, and then I have to end up talking about it because they'll ask me about it and I'll have to be like, well, actually right the the point of my life i'm at i don't watch anything like that and it's not even against that person it is like i pass it up on my own Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not nothing to do with that person if that's how you if that's productive for your time that's cool like whatever for me it's not and um yeah so it i was I was trying to ignore it, but some people really want an opinion from me. And I'm just like, well, you ain't getting one because I didn't watch this. But uh, can we talk about something else? Right. I have been kind of directing the conversations to things that I like to talk about and see if they land. And sometimes I do. But no, I, I understand that. I feel like for me personally, I feel like. I have the most experience with setting boundaries in the professional world. Like, mm. I feel like I've had to learn that less those lessons from an early age, um, which maybe maybe I was learning, you know, in the professional world and that like transition into my personal world. But I like, yeah, I guess since I was working um, from a younger age, like started, you know, I was uh, doing photography. Um, and just like offering these services from a young age. Mm-hmm. And I felt like people were trying to, or not trying to, I don't want to say people were trying to, I was allowing people to kind of encroach on my time, take advantage of prices, take advantage of my time, you know, yeah. things like that. Uh, so I had to learn quickly, like, it's not, nobody's going to do it for me. I'm going to have to set my own boundaries. Like Mm -hmm. when it comes to not allowing people to text me after a certain time or just me not responding, you know, and I'm not going to apologize for it the next day. And what, 
just not allowing people to if you say you're booking me for an hour you're booking me for an hour you know yeah. not allowing you to take my to take over my whole afternoon because there's been multiple and all of it's been based on experience you know all yeah. my boundaries that i'm now setting or that i've learned to set has all been based on experience because one day you know somebody did book me for an hour and i'm out there for three or one day somebody did you know pay me for this and they should have paid me for this or somebody did message me or dm me thinking that you know we could talk about business through instagram dms or you know whatever it is so there's been i have had multiple experiences and it's like you have to listen to those moments that make you uncomfortable and where you feel like somebody's taking advantage of you that's the exact moment you need to set your boundary i feel like yeah it's when somebody feels like when you feel like you're going against yourself, you are, you're your own enemy. When you feel that way, I try to listen to those moments. Why do I feel all this inner turmoil? Why do I feel I want to pop off or I'm about to burst? Then that means I need to set a bound. I need to set my foot down because nobody, you're essentially, I've realized you are allowing yourself to feel that way. Anything yeah. that anybody quote unquote does to you, you're allowing them to to do to you. So that's preach. <laughs> so that's what I've learned with boundary setting. And that's and it's yeah, it's definitely been a lot in the professional world, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you have multiple jobs, you pretty much won't survive uh, unless you have boundary setting. Yeah, and I will, I know I mentioned to you that I probably will open up a lot more about like my depression and things like that because I've dealt with depression for over a decade and it's more serious than depression, but we'll just go with that for right now. And setting boundaries was huge for my mental health, you know, or also changing the story around what people, so I like that you made that distinction about what's happening in my life, I'm allowing it. If I'm not clear that's on me. And if this person continues to do X, Y, and Z after I have become clear, that's when I have to start making executive moves on myself of this person. We have to limit time uh, or, or with this might dissolve. This might not be a thing anymore. And it does, it did help with my mental health that much because listening to your experiences about people taking advantage of those times, I, I could just picture you and you can correct me if I'm wrong, making things more clear in contracts or with people when you set these appointments, you make a point to be like, hey, you're only gonna get me for an hour. If we go over, you're gonna pay me this, you're gonna pay me that. And so those experiences taught you how to be more clear in case, you know, you give people, but maybe they didn't know, but now you can't even say you didn't know. It's on the thing you signed. Yep. So yep. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because especially in the professional world, I'll see other professionals setting those boundaries or making those distinctions, making those things clear. And I don't, I just kind of do a little giggle because I'm like, I see you, you know, I see you and I understand you. I feel yeah. you. And I take it seriously. Like respect it. Yeah. I respect it. Like with my, um, a lot of my hair point, uh, hair ladies, like hairstylists I'll see, you know, because I'm sure, and I'm sure any hairstylist listening can agree, um, that people just in the beauty industry, they don't always take you seriously. They think they could show up, you know, get their hair done, uh, show up half hour late and it won't affect you. It doesn't matter, you know, whatever. But in their minds and the hairstylist minds, they're thinking, oh my gosh, you're 30 minutes late. Then that's going to make me 30 minutes late for my next appointment. And then I got to, you know, it just, it, it's a whole domino effect. And so a lot of the times I'll see in the, in these, 
uh, contracts uh, that you're signing before you or they'll have you put a deposit. That's another thing. Deposits. Yeah. Putting the money down in advance so that the person knows you're serious. That's another mm-hmm. a, a great form of I, I guess personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll see people putting a late fee. You're late after 15 minutes. Boom, you got another fee. You know, again setting those boundaries, making it clear like you are not going to not respect my time. You're not yeah. going to just show up late willy nilly. Not going to be a no show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite. Um, nail lady who I have yet to book because she is that booked like she is booked till I think October at this point she is booked way 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 months in advance but she like has this lengthy agreement that you have to sign and when I tell you she will charge for anything like if you are a no-show I think she charges you for the whole service or something like she goes there but it's because she can also like she has such a high demand she has so many people that want her you know so when you disrespect her time and you show up late or you don't show up at all or whatever she's girl bot she you get in charge somehow she's making her coin so this (laughs) so this makes me think you know if if we're like this in business Mm -hmm. are we like this in like relationships (laughs) (laughs) i know like hearing you saying some of this stuff i was like hmm who may, how many people have just like showed up late on me or do this and do that? I just like Ooh, <laughs> fast yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But I do think I have developed an, a level of understanding too. Maybe it is different around money though. If I'm getting booked for a certain amount of hours and, and, and things like that, maybe I feel more comfortable with that because I also know that life circumstances come up when it maybe comes to personal relationships. I don't know. That's a, that, that's a really good point. It's interesting. That is really interesting to look at Yeah. because yes, I do feel like when money is involved, I feel a little bit more empowered to be more clear about those boundaries because business is business you know mm-hmm. like it's just like with doing it in the name of business so what do we do it in personal right, right. and so that's what I'm the name of self res- self-respect or uh i don't know honestly i don't know because i i think a practice that i've been doing lately it's weird this might sound weird yeah i actually don't practice a lot of self-respect when it comes to people because cynthia and i were talking before about some books that i've read I've gone into this realm of like empathy and compassion and knowing and not knowing what I don't know, if that makes any sense. So like not judging people as much for how they treat me or what they say, things like that. But I will say, even if I'm not judging these people, if things happen over time, I will find myself naturally limiting time with these people. Mm -hmm. It's never like hate you by it's more like mm, we don't value the same things you aren't treating me the way I would treat someone or treat myself that rubs me the wrong way no hate here but I just gradually don't see them anymore and I would like to like separate that from ghosting I don't ghost now because I'm thinking of really important people in my life but it is a limit of time and that, and maybe that's the way I express those boundaries. Uh, and it's natural. It's kind of like, we ain't vibing right now. You ain't treating me. Because I do treat myself with respect. I know what that looks like. So uh, I tend to just not spend that much time with people that don't treat me that way. Mm-hmm. It's pretty natural. I think so too for me as well. I think that's one way I might do that as well. Mm-hmm. Just like, 
you you kind of see something going on or see a little red flag and you're like, okay, yeah, like mm-hmm. this person doesn't really value their time with me or doesn't really value me as much. So yeah, I'm going to value myself enough to know that I shouldn't be spending that much time with them. Yeah. What about like, we did mention those clear kind of in your, not in your face, but the clear boundary setting, like we did mention, you have to be kind of okay with a little bit of confrontation. Have you ever been in an instance in your personal life, whether it's relationships romantically or friendships or just anything like that where you remember like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable, but I have to do it. You have to give me a minute. Do you have one off the top? I think one, but it's professional. I'm like, dang it. (laughs) Yeah, right? Oh man, this is interesting. It is. Because are we not setting boundaries in our personal relationships? That's what I'm thinking. I would like to say I am, but nothing's coming to mind. I mean, we were kind of talking about our moms earlier. It sounds like we were doing something there with like things that we let consume our Cause my, my mental, my, what goes on in my mind is very important to me. Like I really can't have anything. I already got ideas, projects, my life going a mile a minute up there. When you add something else in there that I don't even want Mm -hmm. in there, like I see it immediately. I'm like, that's not for me. Right. And so, but we're talking about being vocal, right? Right. We're talking about being like more upfront trying to think of some people I've been dating. Oh, there was this guy I dated like last year. He told me that he was dating other people while he was dating me. And I, well, I asked him and uh, we had just been dating two months and I felt like it was time because I was going, I was going to get more emotionally involved. And I was like, so are you dating other people? And he was like, well, and he uh, told me he was. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to, I don't, I don't think I'm okay with that. Or, you know, I want to move more into a relationship with you. So that's not going to work. And it did end up that I told him straight up, like, yeah, I just think we want different things. Mm -hmm. And I noticed he really respected me on that. And he was like, you're a good woman. And like, and yeah, I see where you're coming from. We just want different things. And we moved on. And that felt nice. It felt like I left that with with like dignity and respect. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's because I was clear on what I wanted. I was no longer letting men decide what they wanted in the relationship. And I was just going to, you know, trail behind what they wanted because you know what they want. Right. And they'll just like frolic through the field <laughs> for however long they can get you. Right, right. Following behind them. And I ain't following behind no dude. <laughs> 100% not doing it. Like we will frolic together hand in hand through the field, but I ain't chasing your ass. Oh, cr- <laughs> So there's some boundaries there. Like once yep. I see that kind of going on, I'll have the discussions to see if we can get on the same page. But if not, I, I tend to be very clear on like what I want in dating. Mm-hmm. So that's been helpful. Definitely. I think, yeah, I think a lot of the instances for myself are, I'm sure I have plenty of instances actually with my relationship. Nothing's just coming to mind, but I'm, I'm sure we've had or not, I'm sure. I know we've had plenty of conversations where we've had to like establish things or guidelines or rules. One instance that comes to mind is um, so just like goal setting with your partner and um, preparing for a future. Like especially if you do want to be long term with them or see marriage as um, as a goal in the future. One of the things me and my boyfriend had to do is have a, a serious conversation about where we see ourselves going in a few years. For me, I'm always, you know, just 
go, 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 goal oriented. I always say true Capricorn, only child fashion. Uh, just like kind of, you know, I already know what I want. I'm gonna go after it and that's that. I knew what I wanted to do from a young age and there was no confusion basically. And whereas my partner is, he's like, oh, I can do everything. You know, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And so just having to like, I guess kind of yin and yang, just having to like reel him in a little bit, like, okay, where do you see yourself going in this amount of time? Where do you see yourself going in this amount of time? So for me, I do want goal-driven partner. I do want somebody who is going after their going after their thing. Mm-hmm. So that was for me, I had to set those boundaries like, yes, you can be, you know, free spirit, have fun, be creative, do whatever. But for me as a partner, I do need you to have an idea of what's next, have a plan, have something laid out and in written form. And so, that was tough for y'all? Yeah, yeah, that was that was very tough. Um, but it was, but to be on the other side though, it was obviously so worth it. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, it wasn't comfortable in the moment. I felt like I was like, I don't know. I felt not, not like to say- Like bossing it. him? Yeah, like I'm like, I don't want to say like a parent or something like that. But yeah, it did feel kind of like you, you better do this or you better, but at the same time, again, it was like, these are, this is what I want. This is what I'm not trying to compromise on. Mm-hmm. And so, and then when he met me there, you know, it was like, okay, this is it. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it was almost as if, why couldn't we have done this before? You know, but it was just, again, that confrontation. I didn't want to, to, to go there. And, and I think you care about him mm-hmm. you want him to be living the life that he likes and so and maybe there was some fear there around that like he's gonna think I'm trying to be bossy he's gonna think I'm trying to change him and stuff like that but you know so that was a probably really hard conversation to have it how long did it take you to have it do you feel I don't I feel like maybe we've touched on it so I don't know how long it's taken but I feel like there's been hints of it for quite some time but then this was like the real thing this was like me being again clear direct you do this or nothing you know like this is it this is what you need to do and that's so scary for people like I can't even imagine how many people might be listening to this and thinking about that with their partner like yeah I mean you may have thought your partner wouldn't meet you there Mm -hmm. you know yep you told me you cried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah. So, so just kind of pointing these things out because I can imagine some people are thinking, wow, she oh, did yeah. that. What did he do? What did he say? And, you know, and the results may not be comparable. Right. You know, it may not happen that way. But, and we don't know what would have happened else you know exactly had things gone differently yeah but I, I mean yeah like I think we said like it might be the personal relationships that might be the toughest you know yeah. like really setting those boundaries with those people and then especially somebody who you're with romantically it's like we don't want our partners to leave us and I think that maybe that's at the root of all of it at the root of why we don't set those boundaries mm-hmm. because we're afraid of rejection we're afraid of somebody leaving us right i have a list of questions that go through people's minds when they contemplate setting a boundary Mm -hmm. and it's what if they get mad what if they walk away what if they say no what if they reject me Mm -hmm. you know and i just really resonate with those like you know when i set that boundary with that guy he didn't leave me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was like all right well we're not gonna be in a relationship it's like okay yeah 
you know, luckily you're not the, oh, wow, I was about to get a little vulgar. Uh, luckily you're not the only guy out there. Right. Um, but he's not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they do. It sometimes it does happen. And I have, I keep telling myself, so for the people, because I'm still single, you know, but also I've heard a lot of relationships that, you know, even though people are together, I tell myself they're not necessarily happier together than I am by myself. And Mm -hmm. I have to keep telling myself, I have to keep reminding myself of this. Also, every time I do go through a breakup, so if someone's nervous about someone walking away from them, even if it's been for a long time, I have switched the story in my head that used to be, I'm not lovable, no one will love me, I'm always going to be alone, to I'm that much closer to the person I'm going to be with. So that's what I tell myself because I think every relationship has added to my tools, my little box of things. It's helped me become clearer on what I expect in a partner. So that's why I have that perspective of I'm, I'm getting that much closer to the man I'm supposed to be with because I'm getting more clear on myself. Every relationship teaches me what I want and what I don't want, what I accept, what I've been accepting over and over again. So if that is a fear that someone's going to walk away from you, I've already had to come to terms like it's probably going to happen. But, you know, what's the alternative? Just a bunch of unsaid things, a bunch of unmet needs. I don't know. What else? What else comes with those relationships? Just, yeah, unhappiness. You're just, you're going against yourself and Mm -hmm. resentment. Looking, Looking at each other in the face years and years later and being like, who the hell did I stay with? Who the hell did yeah. I waste my time with? Or, oh, I could have, or I would have, or I should have. And I yeah. never would want to feel that way later in life, you know, or now. Yeah. I don't want to ever feel that way, period. You know, I, I, or I should have did this. And I think you put it in a nutshell. Like, you are working on you. And that's the best thing you could do instead of trying to, yeah, especially just trying to fill up this love void or, you know, wanting yeah. to be loved for what? Like, love yourself first. Yeah, and if the, and, I, and I am. I'm hearing stories left and right about how people's needs aren't met in these relationships. And I just really liked how you said earlier, it's like, we allow these things. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely, as someone that's dealt with depression, that story in my head has definitely helped me knowing I have more control over these situations than I thought. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, that I am controlling the people in my life, whether there are commitments involved or not, they got divorces out there. Yep. <laughs> you know, they have breakups for a reason. Like, you know, I know some people might say, oh, that's not an option. That could not be an option. And there's other options like therapy. There's other kinds of things. Like I, I, I've decided also everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. So that's also helped with my depression where in one part of my life, I felt like everything was going wrong and I had no control. Nothing was ever going to get better. Now I have a perspective of everything is figure outable. I can some, there is an answer somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find it. And it's really helped. So yeah, changing a lot of those stories in our heads. If there's a relationship, you're not willing to get up, give up, but you keep saying this is never going to get better. It probably won't. Mm-hmm. Only only because of the perspective of that. And these this is actually not about boundaries anymore. So <laughs> we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll go to... But yeah, some, some things to think about. We're yes. in control of our world. This is our world. Mm-hmm. You know, not to be self-centered. But if you're looking around at your world and it's not what you look like, maybe there are some boundaries that haven't been set. 
And Cynthia and I were all talking, also talking earlier that core values, like that is actually where I found my boundaries when I started to get clear about what I value the most in life. And that's when I started, once I got real about that and clear on that, there are actually lines I will not, not let people cross mm. because I know for sure that is a line you're not allowed to cross. Mm. That makes sense. No, definitely. And I wanted to kind of go over that, like some, I guess, tangible or, you know, real examples of ways that maybe we can suggest or ways that we set boundaries um, that we can think of, whether that's professional or personal. Yeah. Do you have one? Um, Of course, I'm going to go off with my professional first, but we do need to think about personal. Um, Professionally, just a couple are some that I kind of touched on earlier is ways that you can access me and ways that you can communicate with me. So I don't do like if you don't know me, don't text me after 9 p.m. Like sometimes don't even text me after 7 p.m. Like especially about professional stuff. And as a journalist, a lot of the times people think like, oh, she wants stories. Let me just let me just uh, word vomit all over her, you know. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times people will send me story pitches. But I'm always like, I'm a look, come correct. Like that's the best way people will ask me, oh, why, why, how do you choose stories or why do you choose them this way or blah, 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 blah. You sending me a DM at 1 a.m., sending me a link to your album and telling me, write about it or check this out. That is not the best way to communicate with me. And, you know, that's something I may have tolerated years and years ago. But now I'm like, I'm a professional. And so you need to respect me as a professional. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that you could uh, Google, you know, as as far as email etiquette goes, uh, media etiquette goes. And so that's what I that's what I now expect people to come at me with. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I hold myself to a certain standard, just like, you know, you don't go to jay-z's office you don't get an appointment with jay-z you don't get an appointment with oprah you don't get an appointment with obama and show up in sweatpants and a wife beater and say you know yeah i don't know you don't just go there half-assed right and so that's the same standard that i require people to come at me with as well Mm -hmm. um so just ways of communicating like sometimes i've i'm I'll think, you know, oh, I'm so mean, you know, I ignored them in my DMs or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's not mean. Just they just need to communicate or contact you through the way that you prefer. And so sometimes I might, you know, if I'm feeling nice or whatever, I might say, hey, send me a press release or send me some more information to my email, you know, and I'll move on from there. Because I realized everybody wasn't trained on proper etiquette as far as how you should reach out to somebody professionally. But just again, setting those boundaries, don't just allow anyone to slide in your DMs, slide in your text messages. I've had people text me with issues that they had with the story that I wrote and they texted my phone after 9 p.m. uh, with this lengthy message and it kind of sounded, you know, like confrontational and I was like completely taken aback like I was in my bed watching Netflix like having a good old dandy like night living, your <laughs> like, life. living my life trying then, to go to sleep right and then I get this text message and my whole night was shook and I yeah. felt and that's the other thing you feel the sense or the urgent 
urgency to respond. And it's my mom has always taught me like, just because it's urgent for somebody else, it doesn't mean it's urgent for you. Your emergency doesn't mean it has to be my emergency. And so I have to keep that same thought process. Like just because you're texting me after nine doesn't mean I need to respond right now. So one thing I do for that, like I have, you know this about me though. I feel I think you might know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I don't check text messages after 7 p.m. Because I, I sometimes I even turn the notification off so I can't even see previews or names on my screen when I wake up or as I fall asleep because I will feel that urgency to want to respond. And people may think like, well, I have kids, I have this, I have that. I mean, do your thing. There are times when I can actually look at the person's name and still go to sleep without opening the message. I don't know what's in there. That could be a can of worms. I'm telling you, like some people, I don't even care if they're my best friend. She could be like, hey girl, what you doing? Or she could be like, man, you know, and I'm trying to go to bed. Yep. Me and my cat are in bed. (laughs) 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 No, yeah, I gotta talk about things. So that's something that I do. I don't know if, and especially with those people, you might just like, don't open the message. Even if it looks sketch in the preview, you're like, mm, and it's so tempting, isn't mm-hmm, it though? Mm-hmm. Like, that's my problem too. I'm like, what the fuck is the next sentence yep. on there? Oh, and that's what it was. I think the first sentence was enough. I was like, oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would maybe, because that's something that you may not be able to control. You don't know who's getting your number out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah. that's true. So you may need to set a time every day that you will maybe check messages that aren't from people you don't know or Mm -hmm. people you're not close with and maybe check the messages for people you are and like maybe after like 9 p.m uh, 9 a.m that's when my work day starts that's when i'm gonna answer you yeah (laughs) that's when i'm I'm gonna answer you so there's that yeah yeah because you know y'all we are digital i don't know how many people in here are like 90s babies and but the amount that people can access us through dms through facebook through email through text messages i mean we literally have tons of apps where there are messages at any point in time for us to check Mm -hmm. so yeah so that was just on emailing yeah i know right i know but it's i mean it's a huge part of boundary setting because It could be so, like, you you just listed all the ways that people can, I mean, some of the ways that people can access you. And it's, like, it's draining. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm responding, like, I'm fully present in my response. Like, I don't typically have half my brain in one thing and then half my brain in the response. Like, I, it takes my full attention to sit there and type. Like, I don't know why, but, like, every year it's, like, texting gets harder and harder. Like, I remember when we first started texting with our little LG (laughs) flip phone. Like Thanks. it was right. <laughs> right. It was so easy. I don't know. I was so obsessed. So I just like was able to text all this stuff. Now I'm tired. Yeah. It, like, I'm like sometimes things feel like a freaking yeah, like an actual response. Yes. Like it's gonna get published yes. somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's true because we were like idk we were typing with numbers and symbols and all this Later, stuff like yeah. yeah so maybe there is less words because i don't write like that Gosh. anymore yeah yeah good point but um, um but yeah no just to say that communication i feel like uh is a huge area where we just have to set boundaries yeah and that's where that's where you said that you were setting boundaries right yeah 
I mean, maybe that's how I said that mine. I mean, people don't, some people know about it, some people don't. But yeah, that time thing, mm-hmm. that's something I've gotten better about because my sleep is important and, and people can literally throw off my whole night. Mm-hmm. They can throw off my whole morning mm-hmm. if I check that shit too early. I'm just going to be real with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. If I'm checking that while I'm drinking my coffee first thing in the morning and trying to journal, my journal is no longer about myself and where I see myself during the day and my dreams and goals. It's about how this person just pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Cause some shit they said, yeah, and I, that I checked way too early. Like it just wasn't time, and that's and that's I have control over that. And some people may not like considered that. Mm-hmm. That could be a dark place where you didn't realize. Oh, I do have control over that. I do get to control when I turn this phone on and like when I let the notifications yeah. start spilling through. But we do and not feel bad about it, right? Yeah, because I and I think that people. I also keep my reds on, okay? <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it can get dangerous because actually you the thing is, it's it's more for me too. It's accountability for me. When I read that message is when I'm going to respond to right. it. Right. You know, that's when I'm in it. That's when I give it attention. It's actually like sometimes I get thrown off. It's like, oh, let me read what so-and-so said. Oh, okay. Right. I'm going to be sitting here for 10 minutes. Right. Because I need to actually, it was not what I was expecting to open up, but this is it. They saw I read it. Yes. I can't just like not say shit. Yeah. But sometimes I will say, hey, I'm at work. I just read this. Like there are there are moments where I'll do that when I didn't have enough time and or mental energy in that moment mm-hmm. to respond. And I think pe- some people I think they can understand if you're just nice about it and like they saw it, they will get, "Oh, you're in the middle of something. Everybody's been there." Mm-hmm. So, that's that's my go-to sometimes if like it's obvious I read it and I don't want to make it seem like I'm ignoring somebody, but it's real. Mm-hmm. Like it's real. I'm going to give you a good response. <laughs> yeah you're gonna get it from me yeah so what else do we got we've kind of touched on this but let's just kind of make it clear why do we have to set boundaries like what are we doing when we don't set boundaries that's a good question uh losing sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> taking xanax are we going where are we going with that <laughs> i mean you go in a whole nother route but yeah I mean? yeah yeah that's yeah. real it's true having i mean yeah to play off of that experiencing anxiety um be having fake conversations being unhappy in your friendship circles people i mean i mean i mean i know we're joking about like the xanax or i was i was laughing about it but i'm not joking like some people are out here at these jobs that aren't respecting them, aren't paying them what they're worth, aren't are crossing their lines, texting them at 10 p.m. That's mm-hmm. not office hours. Yes. You know, that creates internal unrest that will cause anxiety, cause depression. So, like, I'm being real mm-hmm. about that because that is definitely a byproduct of not setting boundaries. Yeah. 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 You will be unhappy. I mean, every day, you know, it's just like, yeah, whether it's, if it's your job, especially, and you're not establishing those boundaries. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. If it's your, yeah, your partner, like sleep in a separate bedroom. That's another right. Right. (laughs) Result of not setting boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. In the same room anymore. Cause you can't stand that person. Right. It trickles into everything. And at the end of the day, who's going to be most affected? You. Yeah. That's your mind. Yeah. That's your body. Because your body is internalizing all of that stress. Also, another podcast. Mm -hmm. But your body is processing all of that emotional stress for you because of 
and for me, not like talking at you or at Cynthia, this is for me as well. These are things that I learned about my body that it was pro- like, cause I have an emotional response every, but the emotional response causes a chemical response within the body that will inhibit like certain st- stress and stuff. Okay. We're getting into the scientifics of stuff, but we know like, just trust me when you have an emotional response, it will typically cause a chemical response as well that your body is processing, even if you don't want to process it. Mm -hmm. So it does cause stress on the body, cause stress on your mind. Mm -hmm. And yeah. 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 And resentment. Yeah. And like, I think we've kind of mentioned before, whatever you don't handle now is going to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, and same thing for boundaries. When in moments that I didn't set boundaries, that I, I see that same issue in another form in another time in my life. Yes. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. And so it's like the universe is going to, and you're going to eventually have to set those boundaries with somebody. It's interesting you said that, like, because I'm flashing back to a few years ago where I was noticing boundaries being crossed. And when I looked at it, it wasn't work. But then I looked around, I was like, oh, it's here too. Oh, it's with my parents. Oh, it's with this person. Oh, it's with this I was like, wow, it's everywhere. This is a this is a me problem. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're saying you're saying something about it's gonna come back, mm-hmm. I had a picture of a credit card. Mm. So <laughs> this analogy is like you just keep putting money on this credit card, it's getting interest, it's compounding. Oh yeah. And then it's just like an emotional credit card. Mm-hmm. And then who's gonna pay that off? Your body's paying it off. Right. And like maybe this was just like the picture I got. No, totally, anyway. <laughs> totally. It's true. It's true. You know, at the end, you of might the day, go bankrupt. Right, <laughs> right. We are, we are the ones suffering, is what we're saying. Yeah. Whether it's internal, I mean, no, it is going to it's be internal. internal yeah. You know, so it's going to affect you in all facets. So, yeah. set boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> the moral to the story is set those dang boundaries. And something made me want to say that with children too. Cause I see it with my, I have a lot of sisters who are parents, like not setting boundaries can affect the way that we react mm. to oh, yeah. the people we love, maybe even our kids. And that's like the worst form of like, I hear like the mom guilt is real out there, you know? And People are like, oh, I can't set these boundaries. It's like, these boundaries can be for your kids too. If you're not going to do it for you. I hear so many people, parents changing their lives because they're like, oh, it makes me be a better parent. Setting boundaries, wherever you need to set them, will make you a better parent. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for that cute little baby. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because it's real. Because I'm that person too. Sometimes if I know it's going to benefit someone else, I will set the boundary. I will do the thing just because I want to be a treat someone else better. Mm. And that's, I think that's a lot of women. We don't really consider ourselves. Oh, we can handle it. We can take all this pain. We can take all this anxiety. Put it, keep putting it on us. But then it just starts making us like not nice people Mm -hmm. or unfulfilled. And so if we know it's going to affect the people around us better, we will do it. Right. Right. Sometimes. And it will. And if you are fulfilled and if you are setting boundaries for yourself, it will result in better relationships with everybody. And I think it will benefit everybody else too. So 
if it if it's hard for you to think from a selfish perspective, yeah, maybe that is the way to think of it. Like you're not yeah. just benefiting yourself; you're benefiting your fr- benefiting your friends, your family, your partner, and they could be inspired by it. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, somebody speaking up and being like not really putting people in their place, but you know, setting a boundary, and they're like, wow they did that maybe I can say what I need you Mm -hmm. know and your kids can learn from that too like my mom tells me what she needs when she needs it you know and that like that will make them more assertive Mm -hmm. you know they learn from our example and just people in our lives you know not just you know you know you know you know (laughs) damn it you know (laughs) I passed it on to you Are we gonna like do these like have bloopers and shit? I know. Okay. Lost my train of thought. (laughs) Other people can learn from us Mm -hmm. and it can be inspiring. I think deep down everyone wants to voice their needs, be heard, and uh, be around people that respect those. So if you have to be the leader for that, if I have to be the leader for that, Cynthia has to be the leader for that, we should be those leaders because it will inspire other people. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Boundaries are good. (laughs) So I think that was, I think that's good. I think we could close it out on that, huh? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So let's share with them. I realized for one, we didn't start out like we normally do where we check in with each other. Mm. So for one, let's tell the people how we're doing. And then for two, let's tell them what's feeding our soul. Okay. So how are we doing? I'm doing good. I've actually, today, my theme was for today, because I was voicing with Cynthia, I have made my list of essential core values. There's three of them, and one of them is curiosity, and your girl's been doing some stupid shit today, because (laughs) I've been like, hmm, wonder what will happen when I do this. Hmm, wonder what will happen when I say this. So... Some of them have been things I was, I've been afraid to do, but I told myself if I don't get the responses that I want, that's proof that that door is closed and I can really move on from it. So this, this whole internalized thing I have around rejection, if I go with curiosity, it's like, oh, this person doesn't reply to this. Oh, this person doesn't want to talk about this. Then I could be like, that door really is closed. In my mind, I need to know these things. Mm -hmm. And so I can move on from certain things. So curiosity is how i'm feeling today Mm. curious like yes what doors are still open and what doors are still closed (laughs) and that's good i feel like that's an exciting place to be yeah and it's a different perspective which i like i'm not like in this whole do they hate me does this blah blah blah. it's more like do they hate me (laughs) do they want me to be out of their life because that's interesting to think about hey yeah we can just figure that out it's not bad yes it's crazy no that is a good perspective (laughs) just be curious like not really worried yeah not worried yeah and it'll throw out mental clutter so how are you feeling today cynthia i'm feeling pretty good um i'm feeling i guess maybe a little bit odd i don't know if it was the whole hurricane laura or weird sleep my sleeping schedule's been off maybe it's because i moved i don't know whatever it is there's definitely some sort of shifting or some sort of i don't know uh uncertainty or weirdness and maybe it's also because 
we live in Louisiana. It hasn't been super sunny in a while. So maybe mm. I'm getting like that weird haziness effect. But yeah, I, but overall, I feel good. I'm feeling creative. So that's good. There was a while where I wasn't feeling creative. So I'm still riding that wave. I thought it was going to be a little creative spurt, but we, we still ride strong. So I'm still feeling good. So yeah, I think that that's where I'm at. I'm feeling feeling good, a little odd, but we here for it. I'm still being present, not letting it affect me too much. Good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then what's feeding our soul? Feeding what's feeding your soul this week? It is it is the weekend. So what what maybe you fed your soul this week? Yeah. Oh man. I been doing cardio again. Mm-hmm. That's been good. I stopped for a while there just because I told myself I didn't have enough time. I was really focusing on a couple of projects and I was doing those like a lot of hours in the morning. But now I've been prioritizing my cardio and it's only like 15 minutes. So it really gets me pumping. Like I actually think the other day I was on the phone with my mom and I thought she might have thought I was a crazy person. (laughs) Because... I just have so much energy. Starting my day off with some cardio, it does something to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been that's been good. I'm, I'm a little afraid they're gonna send me to the loony bin, but <laughs> like, because I'm just like so on it. Like, yeah. It's not like I'm on coffee all day long hmm. by doing this. Yeah. That's good. I need to read that. Read up on that. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on in my brain. I was going to say, there's, I'm sure there's some scientific reasoning as to why yeah, you feel that way. But it's been great. That's awesome. Love it. For me, it's probably been a mix of cooking and dancing and doing them at the same time a lot. Uh, that strudel? Was, yeah, I know. Yeah, I made, I made a pumpkin apple strudel uh, yesterday, guys. It was next level. It made me feel like I was on Great British Bake Off. It, a little of the inside did pop out. and No worries, but we're all good. We're all good. Um, but I've been cooking again, which is like just great in its own because I was having a moment where I was eating out like so often, probably because again, we were packing, moving and all this stuff. But now to just feel comfortable enough in my own home to cook your own meals, have leftovers is great. And then just being able to dance too, just like dancing in the kitchen and just having it be this whole healing, meditative, just great energy feeling. It's just, it's fulfilling. So I've been missing, I, I, dancing is definitely a huge component of my happiness. I've learned that about myself. Like I can't spend a week or something without dancing. So it just feels good to like let it out and have fun. While cooking. That sounds fun. Awesome. You know, I usually listen to music while I, but I'm trying to see my, I, I doubt I'm busted this. <laughs> It is funny. I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to start a YouTube or some TikTok or some sort of account where all I do is cook and dance at the same time. <laughs> Why haven't you though? <laughs> Maybe just the embarrassment. Uh, we're going to get off here and yeah. we're going to, like, we're immediately going to get something to make this TikTok oh, for no. you guys. Oh no. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's all, folks. Yes. 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 <laughs> But yes, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Setting boundaries is key. I'm glad that we covered this topic because yeah. clearly we have some work to do. We do. <laughs> I'm sure some wow. other people probably feel the same. Yeah. I hope, yes, I got something out of it. Yes. So I hope that you guys, whatever y'all got out of it, please let us know. Let us know what 
was what resonated the most, what tip you, if, if you liked one of the tips or if you have one, mm-hmm. I think people would enjoy that too. If you can comment under the graphics, uh, for this week's podcast mm-hmm. to let us know what, what you do, what you're struggling with. I think, I think people, I would want to know. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Because we just have such limited time to, but I'm, I'm sure it's everywhere. I'm sure there's so many things we missed and that other women could resonate with too from y'all stories. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And if there's something that you do want us to kind of um, dive into a little bit more, uh, like mm-hmm. a specific instance or something that you have Y'all going want us to get on. a therapist on. Right, right. I know. I'm like, look, we're no therapists, but we can give you, uh, from our own experience, we yeah. can give you as much of our opinion as possible. Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah, we covered a lot. Yeah, definitely. Did. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yes. Well, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast? Make sure to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Brunch for the Soul. We can't wait to connect with you. Till next time.